counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. There ain't no second place in Lambo, it's a whole new game. You either go big, go hard, or go on back home. You got to feel it in your gut. You better want it in your bar. Hey, welcome to Lombardi's Legends. This is Wags, and joining me as always is Dane. How you doing, man? Wags, I'm dialed up. We are playing the Minnesota Vikings this week. And I got a question for you. What do you call a Viking with a Super Bowl ring? I give up, Dan. A former Green Bay Packer? <laughs> All right. Oh! <laughs> uh, it, let the burn start. We've got a, a few more, I think, dialed up here tonight. And uh, this is going to be fun. I'm excited for this, Dane, because we've said from the start, this is a fan podcast. It definitely is, and tonight we uh, finally have an opportunity to um, include and incorporate some of uh, our fellow fans, uh, and uh, we're going to play back some uh, voicemails and some takes, and uh, we're just going to get right to it. Yeah, Wags, and, uh, and tonight we're drinking a couple Wisconsin beers here. It's a Friday night. Uh, it's becoming a bit of a tradition uh, for, for kind of some pregame. So what are you drinking over there? So I have a Louis Demise, it's, which is from uh, Milwaukee Brewing. It's uh, their Amber Ale, and Ooh. it's quite delicious. So uh, I actually have not had this before, but uh, what do you got over there? You know, I've got the Keeper Moving from Ale Asylum. It's a light lager. Uh, it's the Charlie Barron's beer, and it's super good so yeah you're uh, already on number two over there almost almost <laughs> we've got a little left here i'm trying to get everything out of it all right and we've got our lombardi's legends podcast koozie so we're rocking and ready to go for sure so just uh for full disclosure the way here's the way this is going to work folks so we have a cheesehead sound of hotline yeah. uh Record this in your phone, 608-285-2128. It's 24-7. This goes right to voicemail. Leave us your name, where you're from, uh, and give us your take. I mean, if you're a little bit emotional during the game and you need to just vent a little bit, we want to hear from you. If you want to give your fresh take after the game and and give us your thoughts, um, go ahead and give us a call. Um, If you want to be a little bit more measured and wait a day or two and give us your thoughts, you can do that. Or if you just want to uh, look ahead and ask us a question about the next week's opponent, we can do it that way too. So uh, we're excited to hear from you. And amazingly, there's some real people out there, isn't there, Dan? Yeah, Wags, I mean, it's pretty great. Uh, we, we've had an opportunity to interact with a lot of folks on our social media, uh, which has been fun. But this is the first time we're actually fielding questions. We're going to be... Um, of giving shout outs to folks and it's uh because of all of you listeners that we get to do this and it's uh it's just been a pleasure so um wags what do you think you want to get into this yeah absolutely so um one other thing if you don't know about our social and somehow you found our podcast um, certainly you can find us on instagram facebook at lombardi's legends Uh, We're on Twitter, at Lombardi Legends. And then, of course, you can also find our email address if you want to contact us the old-fashioned way, uh, LombardisLegendsPod at gmail.com. So uh, plenty of ways to find us and hit us up. 
um, go ahead and respond to any of our social posts or uh, create a new one or send us a direct message. We love hearing from you. So, Dane, what do you got uh, to lead us off with there? I think we had a couple of comments on Twitter, didn't we? Yeah, so we had some Twitter comments. So we've kind of proposed a couple of questions, you know, more broadly, uh, just any questions about the game uh, coming up against the Vikes, but also, um, you know, we, we were talking about what fans' favorite moments were uh, as, uh, as Green Bay Packer fans against the Minnesota Vikings. And um, I kind of cracked up because one of the first comments we got was from uh, uh, Neva Mon, at Neva Mon, and uh, he said, listen, sorry guys, um, this isn't Packers, but the missed field goal chip shot against Seattle in the NFC Championship game. I laughed and laughed and laughed. Yeah, how can you not enjoy all the Vikings' failures? And over the years, there's been plenty. Um, so it's, it's been a, a joy to be the kings of the north uh, for as long as we have. And uh, we are spoiled. Uh, we, we, this isn't a preview of the Lions podcast, but we got to meet a real live Lions fan this past summer, too. I, didn't, I really didn't know they existed. I didn't either. Uh, In so the we'll wild. Get, we'll, we'll get into that one more uh, when we get to the Lions game. But uh, it's, uh, they, needless to say, they they do lead a, a sorry existence. So um, I do feel a little bit bad for Vikings fans, but I don't really. <laughs> so I don't either. Um, in any event, there's choices that you can make in life, isn't there? Yeah, there are. And um, I got to tell you, you know, um, when we got these questions, it kind of went through memory lane a little bit. And it was um, it was so much fun. And Robert from uh, over on Facebook here, um, Robert from uh, Wisconsin Rapids, shot us a message, and he said that his favorite Packer-Viking memory was when Favre uh, lost at Lambeau Field in 2010 during our Super Bowl run. Um, Wags, I really think that that was one of those Rodgers-has-arrived moments. We had been seeing them and seeing them and seeing them along the way, but um, the, the win against Brett Favre had escaped Aaron Rodgers, had some ugly losses the season prior. The Vikings were stacked that year as well. And Rodgers just said, uh-uh, we're going to win this game. And if you remember, uh, they had some last-minute chances. Percy Harvin back in the end zone couldn't get a second foot down. And then the last play of the game, uh, Moss couldn't bring the ball down. And uh, I really thought that the defense stepped up on that game. But also, Aaron Rodgers did enough to win. And then, of course, uh, along the way, well, we ended up getting a Super Bowl ring out of that season. Yeah, and that was, man, that was so emotional because... Brett Favre, I mean, it was so hard to cheer against him, but he was an enemy at that point. Yeah. And, you know, we've come full circle now that Brett's retired, and, and I will always forever love Brett Favre. But for those couple of seasons that he was a member of the Vikings, uh, no, he was public enemy number one. So I didn't have any conflict in my mind, but it was certainly an emotional um, battle for me personally. I, I can admit that now, um, even though I was trying to put on a brave face <laughs> at the time. But that was a that was big to get that monkey off of, of the Packers back and and to be able to come out on top. Because you're right, that was a very good Vikings team. And that was a Packers team that was certainly up and coming. But I think certainly that that was a moment that kind of, you know, um, got the monkey off their back and, and moved them forward that season and gave them the confidence that, hey, we're here to compete and we can compete on the biggest stage. And that was a season where, folks remember, 
Um, we needed every single win just to scratch and claw to make the playoffs. We went on that hot run, uh, and, uh, and that win was huge. And I remember uh, Desmond Bishop intercepting Favre in that game and taking a pick six back to the house. And um, listen, uh, as you said, Wags, now it's all love for Favre, but in that moment I went, oh, that's how it feels to be on the other side of a Brett Favre pick six. And that was a great moment for us. I, I thought it was, um, it was just incredible. And Lambeau Field, man, was that rocking that day. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, on our Instagram, the one I asked you to put up today was my favorite and first memory uh, against the Vikings, uh, which I shouldn't say first memory, but the one that's most vivid to me uh, my first Packer game, uh, one of our mutual friends invited me to go to Lambeau, and it was against the Vikings, Monday Night Football in 2000, and it was the Freeman catch in oh. overtime, 26 seconds left on the clock. I just remember it was so surreal being in the stadium, and the ball kind of bounced up, and Freeman's laying on his back on the turf, and... All of a sudden, he just pops up and runs into the end zone. And we're all just, like, delirious <laughs> but also confused at the same time. Did that really happen? And that was before, uh, you know, replay was a big thing. And I don't even, to wow. be honest with you, think replay existed back then. Uh, it was a catch, but I didn't see it. what happened in reality until I got back uh, home later and was able to watch it on replay. God, that's incredible. That's incredible, Wags. I mean, that's Packer history that you got to see with your own eyes with that. And uh, and um, the, the dramatic way they win that Monday Night Football, um, that, that play and that game is ranked in you know, those top 10 lists all the time for in the history of Monday Night Football. Um, folks, um, as you remember, I know you were at the game. Um, they had a chance to win the game with the, the Vikings did with a field goal before overtime. Um, Mitch Berger, the punter at the time, uh, threw an interception on a on a fumbled snap. And it gave us that window and that opportunity. And um, and then the rest, as they say, is history. Yeah, and it's one of our all-time favorite Packers, so too, involved in the play, which yeah. makes it all the sweeter and more vivid. Antonio Freeman was just, he was one of those guys as we were coming of age mm -hmm. that he, you know, was so much fun to watch. And I know for some of you younger fans, if you didn't have the pleasure or don't know much about Antonio Freeman, uh, go back and, and look up some YouTube clips of some of his younger days. He was just he was never the fastest guy or the you know most athletic receiver, but he was just one of those guys that was so much fun to watch out there on the football field. Yeah, and I mean, to, to your point, also just absolutely tough as nails. That Super Bowl season in particular, he played with a broken arm. If I remember correctly, he played with his jaw wired shut. That guy was just an absolute monster when uh, when he put the pads on for the Green Bay Packers, and it's something that I know uh, we love free for forever. And then this was, uh, if I remember correctly, this was was this his second stint with the Packers? He left for the Eagles, and then I believe, if I'm not mistaken, came back. And this is when this catch happened. So he just talk about folklore. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it seems like. 
Antonio had about four stints with the Packers. <laughs> I, I mean that with utmost respect. Um, love that guy. Yeah. Uh, another uh, really good honorable mention here, um, J. James Jackson mentioned on Instagram, the Julius Peppers pick six. <laughs> How can you forget that Amazing. one? I mean, oh my goodness, what a moment that was. I just remember just... I. Jumping up and down in my living room uh, when that happened, I was just delirious with joy. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't know Peppers could run that fast. I knew he was an athletic freak, but that guy was flying. Yeah, supposedly late in his career, yeah. obviously, when he was with the Packers, but my goodness, uh, was that uh, a sight to behold. Absolutely. So I, I think some really good uh, moments down memory lane. We've, we've had some not-so-great moments, too, if, if I'm being really honest with you, but mostly block those out of my memory but uh anyway so i i think uh let's let's get to our first call because i'm excited to hear what we have queued up here hey uh this is matt uh calling from orlando uh i i reside in wisconsin originally i'm just taking a little vacation from from the wisconsin area right now uh i don't i don't really have any questions or uh comments I, I well let me take that back. I do have a comment. Uh I enjoy listening to your guys' pod. Uh and uh I I think it's just great what you guys are doing. Keep it up, good work. Hey, go pack go. Love you guys. See you soon. Bye. So wow. I, I I'm speechless. I don't know what to say after that. Did, I think I think the water say, boy just called us. Did game. he say Matt or did he say Mac? Is that Coach McCarthy? Is he down in Florida now? I don't know if that might be Coach McCarthy leaving us a voicemail that says he enjoys our podcast. He must not have listened to any of the first few episodes last year uh, because I wasn't saying very many kind things about it. Well, I think it's Mac. I think that's what we're going to go with. And Mac, just thank you. We love you too, man. And thank you. You're, you're from Wisconsin. You said you're down in Florida. Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, we're just going to continue to keep doing what we do. All right, so Dane, I think we probably better move on to the next question. Hey, Dane. Hey, Wiggs. Uh, I had a question for you guys about the Packers' defense. So obviously in week one we look pretty strong, um, but moving into week two, where do you think we have some opportunities for improvement? Um, do you see our D continuing to be as good as they looked off the, off uh, from the start, or do you think we have some issues that we'll have to overcome in the next couple of weeks? Uh, thanks for taking my call. Thanks. Bye. So that is a great question. This fan did not tell us her name. Awesome question. Um, what lady we, what callers, we, what we, we love it. Thank yeah, you. What should we call her? Oh, man. I mean, uh, uh, Lady Cheesehead for the day. Lady Cheesehead yeah. from um, I don't Arrowhead. Know. Okay. Yeah, we got Arrowhead. It. Sounds All right. good. Well, thank you very much. I, we appreciate you listening and appreciate the question. So what can we work on or improve on from week one? That's a tough one. Yeah. And what, what immediately jumps to mind? Well, and she mentioned the defensive side of the ball as well. And I got to say, if, if we can continue um, toward, towards growth on the defensive side of the football, I think that's going to be the key. It's such a different game as we, Wags, you and I have talked about in the previous podcast um, that, you know, the Vikings are just a much different style offense than the Green Bay Packers, or, or excuse me, than the um, – 
for the Chicago Bears, but I think they're going to really try to run the ball an awful lot. So um, it's going to be, um, we're going to see different personnel in there. And I think it's going to be continuing to control the line of scrimmage on the defensive side of the ball, continuing to communicate that way uh, as well as they did in the first game. And uh, if we continue to see that growth, then we have a force to be reckoned with on the defensive Yeah, side. I think that's well said. Uh, for me, it comes down to being opportunistic and taking advantage of turnover opportunities. Uh, we had a couple of opportunities that we dropped mm -hmm. against the Bears. Good point. And realistically, we're probably not going to hold the Vikings to three or less points. Um, it's going to be pretty tough to do that against any opponent here moving forward. Uh, you know, certainly it's it's uh, something that we'll hope for. But what's going to come down to and make a difference is winning that turnover battle. And when you have the opportunity to... Uh, get that football in your hands and run the other way with it, be it uh, via interception or uh, when the ball's on the ground and a fumble. You've got to take advantage of those, and uh, sometimes they just bounce your way, but um, you've got to secure that football, and, and I think that's one area that, uh, that could be the difference and something that we could look to improve upon here this week. That's a great point, Wags, and I'm going to piggyback off that because um, Kirk Cousins only threw the ball 10 times, I believe, last week in the Vikings uh, week one victory so um, they clearly want to run the ball more and take the ball out of their um, frankly their overpaid quarterbacks hands um, but what I'd like to see is if we can stop the run and start to make Kirk Cousins try to beat us through the air um, we squeeze those footballs we're winning the football game we're going to get some turnovers yeah um, and that could be the difference at the end of the game if this is a tight game you know, certainly that was a big interception by Amos uh, in that second-to-last drive for the Bears, and then forcing the turnover on downs on the next possession, they had him pinned deep. But uh, those are the moments that make the difference in a ball game. Uh, sometimes it's just that one or two big plays uh, in the fourth quarter uh, when that game is tied or, you know, you're clinging to a lead uh, that you need to make that big play. So it doesn't matter what happens before that or how many points you've given up it matters uh, when you have that chance to secure the football uh, and come up with the big play all right so uh let's look at uh, the next caller then hey legends long time listener first time caller Devin cook had a huge game last week how are we going to stop him all right, so another really good question. Great question. Dane, who are we calling this guy? Because, uh, again, we have an anonymous caller, a uh, real person. It's not either of us, but uh, uh, where, where are we calling from this time? Um, I don't know. Probably a, sounds like a guy from Fond du Lac to me. Okay, uh, Bill from Fond du Lac. Yeah, sounds Bill from Fond du I right. like it. Okay, all right. Great so, question. Yeah, I love so, it. I mean, we're going to see a steady dose of Dalvin Cook. I, I think they're definitely going to run the ball more than 15 times that the Bears did against us last week. And so even if they have some possessions where they have to punt the ball, I think they are going to want to keep running and keep running and see if they can wear down this Packers front seven over the course of a four-quarter game. If, if I'm the Vikings, that's going to be definitely going to be my game plan, uh, and that's what we know Coach Zimmer is going to want to do. So what do we do to try to slow that down, Dane? So I think that we are going to see a heavy dose of Tyler Lancaster. He's a bit more of a run-stopping defensive player on that defensive front. He's going to be joining 
um, uh, Adams and of course uh, Dean Lowry and Kenny Clark I think are going to be cycling through those big bodies we'll probably see our rookie uh, six-round pick Kiki playing down low as well. We might actually see some more snaps from Rashad Gary. I, I wouldn't be surprised. He had six snaps in the first week, but we're going to be cycling in big bodies. I don't expect the both Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith to be playing 90-plus percent of the snaps uh, every game, especially in a more run-heavy potential game. I think you're going to be seeing a lot of these guys rotate in and out. Um, what I think the big key to this game potentially could be um, Raven Green in that second middle linebacker spot uh, because I think this Packer defense is at its best when you have an athletic uh, second middle linebacker next to Blake Martinez. He played incredible uh, week one against Chicago Bears, and if he can play stout against the run and hold his own, it's going to open up so many more things for this defense. And I think that um, really they're going to be keying in, and if we're seeing Raven Green early and often group tackle, gang tackling with the rest of the guys. He doesn't have to make every tackle himself, but if he is causing some havoc, we have a really good opportunity to win this football game. Yeah, and I, I think in addition to that, I agree wholeheartedly. We're going to see a lot of that Raven Green. Uh, in conjunction to that, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a little bit more two high sets uh, from our safeties uh, in our base formations. And the reason that we can do that is obviously the Vikings uh, with uh, Thielen and Diggs, those are two guys that have hurt us in recent memory. But I really like our secondary, and I think if we can keep stay in a too high uh, set, uh, as long as they're not beating us deep, uh, they're going to, uh, I think they're going to try to just keep them in front, and they're going to take their chances uh, with Cousins, and uh, hopefully if we can get our front seven and our, um, you know, our D-line and our, our linebackers um, can come up to the line of scrimmage and be physical and, um, and uh, hold those running run plays to shorter yardage situations, uh, then it's going to force Kirk Cousins to uh, throw the ball around a little bit more. And if he's got to make those longer throws to the um, uh, edges of the field, and, and it's not just being able to pick apart um, the Packers across the middle, that's going to that's going to put a lot more pressure on him to you know make the plays that they need to. Um, and and then when the field gets shorter, they might get some yardage. I, I think mm -hmm. we should be prepared for that to happen. Where they they might move the football a little bit um, and get some yardage. But um, when the field gets shorter, I think it's going to make it a lot harder uh, for the Vikings if if uh, our secondary is is able to kind of cover up uh, those two guys uh, on the edges. Um, when the, uh, there's not as much room to operate. So I, I would really like to see that. I, I think that's going to um, perhaps take Savage out of that run-stopping mode mm -hmm. a little bit more. Um, well, you might expect him to be coming up and help the run. Uh, they're going to have to be opportunistic, I think, with that and uh, realize that it might be better to kind of pick their spots and uh, protect against the pass and let these guys up front uh, see if they can get the job done. Wags, well, that's great insight, and it really is. And I think that you know the attention gets made when defenders rush the passer the way the Packers did in Week One against the Bears. But um, what I think we need to just um, really drive home is that the Packers defense got bigger too. They got bigger. The Smiths are bigger. 
Uh, Rashad Gary, bigger. Our D lineman, we got some big guys on this defensive line. Um, so we're going to go into a fist fight with the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday at Lambeau Field. And I really believe in uh, the process and what, Co- uh, what Goody has put together and what Coach LaFleur has put together and Coach Pettin. Um, there's a philosophy here where you've got big guys that are athletic that can play a lot of different positions. But at the end of the day, they're all smash mouth football players on this defense right now. And I will pick them in a fight against the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings offensive yeah, line. we're going to need to see a, a really good game from Blake Martinez. Um, and I'll be interested to see what role B.J. Goodson might have yeah. uh, coming good in. Point. And, you know, I, I think you highlighted, obviously, Raven Green as someone that we expect to see uh, the majority of game in that hybrid role. But, um, you know, we're going to need some more bodies. You mentioned it with the D-line, too. We might see some more snaps from some of those guys that didn't get out in the field as much against the Bears mm-hmm. to stay fresh. And Because um, I think the Packers realize, too, that what the Vikings are trying to do is to wear out that defensive unit over the course of the game. And that's what you can do when you... You, you know, you stick to the run and, and have a lot of rushes over the course of the game, even if you're not successful early on. So I'm not as, you know, worried about the number of yards that Dalvin Cook gets. It's how much work he has to do to get those yards. And are we going to force him to cough up the football? I'm going to go back to that point. Um, if, if he gets, you know, 120 yards, but uh, we can force a key fumble um, in a big moment, uh, or if we can force them to fumble the ball on yeah. their side of the field and we can convert that into points, um, uh, that's that's what you're really looking for, I think, in this game. Wags, and I have to say that I think it's spot on, and I think that um, you know the fantasy fans out there are going to be looking at the wide receiver matchups and, and all of those things, but the matchup I am most interested in watching this entire game is Garrett Bradbury. He's that center, that first-round center from the uh, the Minnesota Vikings took, the Remington Award winner in 2018, uh, which is the best uh, center in college football against Kenny Clark. Yeah, That's a matchup right there, and that's a matchup that we might be seeing for the next decade potentially, and this is the first time we're going to see it, and that is going to be a fist fight down in the trenches. Yeah, I'm excited. Big Kenny, I, I Ooh, like his chances. Me but, too. Uh, it's always fun to see those guys up front do battle, isn't it? So, yes, it is. Uh, Bill from Fondy, I appreciate the question. Why don't we move on to the next one? Let's do it. Hey, Dean and Wags. It's Hoagie calling. As you guys know, I'm a diehard Vikings fan. Really looking forward to this week two matchup early in the season up at Lambeau. I'm excited to see how the Vikings kind of new run first strategy on offense uh, stacks up against the Packers revamped defense that you guys keep talking about. Should be a heck of a weekend. But my question for you guys is, is obviously we've been watching football a long time and there's a lot of great memories of, of Packer Vikings games over the years. So, I want to hear from you guys. What's your favorite Packer Viking game of all time? Thanks for taking my question. Keep up the good work, guys, and Skull Vikings. All right, so this is one of our buddies that uh, unfortunately decided to make the bad choice early in his life and become a Vikings fan. But uh, anyway, uh, Hoagie, we appreciate the question. Uh, before we get into that, Dane, do you want to give a general reaction to what happened after we got this voice message? Oh, my gosh. So he sounds so measured, folks, on the phone here. But uh, I get a uh, we get a text message from him right afterwards saying, 
Uh, oh, by the way, this is my favorite uh, Packer Viking memory, and it's the it's a it's a gif of um, Randy Moss mooning the Lambeau Field faithful. Yeah, I typical actually, Viking fan. Yeah, really. typical. I mean, uh, you know, uh, just don't don't really have a lot to hang their hat on. So mm. you know, uh, they're they're just gimmicky, and they're they uh, you know have to enjoy the you know, the moments that really meant nothing and I had completely <laughs> forgotten about, to be honest with yeah. you, until you brought it up. So, uh, in any event, we'll be respectful in answering the question, yeah, I suppose. I guess. Uh, so, Dane, what do you got? Um, my favorite memory actually involves the, the question, um, the, the question that he has, uh, that, that, that Hoagie just uh, posed to us. And in 2004... I was watching a Packer Viking game with Hoagie, and uh, it was getting a little contentious. He was awooing a little bit too much. I started to get more and more frustrated, and I held it in. And uh, Packer fans might remember this. This was a 10-6 and Packer season where we made the playoffs, and we had to beat the Vikings uh, at home at Lambeau. And I remember this game because the Vikings had a chance to get the ball uh, late in the game, and they kicked an onside kick. And a uh, um, former tight end of the Green Bay Packers by the name of Ben Steele recovered the onside kick, and the game was over, and we won. And I remember looking at Hogan, pointing at him, and going, oh, woo, oh, woo, to him. <laughs> and I'll never forget that moment because I was so angry, and it felt so good when Ben Steele came up with that football. You know what's incredible to me, and most of the listeners don't know this about Dane, but for those of you that know Dane that listen to our pod, he doesn't watch Packer games with anyone. I swear, I mean, like... Aside from, you know, his newly uh, acquired bride, uh, who unfortunately might have, be having some regrets about this, <laughs> I think Dane generally, uh, he's one of those guys that, you know, holds himself up in a room, uh, hopefully mostly soundproof, so no neighbors can hear him, <laughs> um, and with no sharp objects. Uh, to watch Packer games, <laughs> and then he emerges about three hours later, um, looking like he's you know walked the barren earth. Uh, I mean, so uh, the fact that you actually there was a moment in your life where you were able to sit down and watch a Packers Vikings game with a Vikings fan, oh. albeit a friend, but still uh, is just incredible to me. But that's a that's a, a great story, uh, you know. In that same vein, I mean, I, I we were reminiscing, yeah. you know, early in the pod about some of our favorite moments. And one for me, it wasn't actually a great moment at the time because um, it, it, it was a Packer loss. They lost to the Vikings <laughs> in Minneapolis in the Metrodome, uh, last game of the season. I think it was like 2013, I want to say. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, right around there. It was either 2013 or 2014. And I was pretty down. We, we were up there. We were uh, up there together. We were right? up there for the game. and um, and uh, But the Packers were still in the playoffs. They had won the division, so it really didn't matter all that much. Um, but what really strikes me is we went out to a couple of bars in Minneapolis after the game, and we had a lot of Vikings fans coming up to us, and we're expecting them to kind of, you know, be crowing a little bit. Yeah. 
But almost to a man or woman, they just said, yeah, it doesn't matter. You guys are going to smoke us next week. <laughs> this one was the Christian Ponder and Joe Webb era, folks. Yeah. Uh, so you got to love it. And uh, that kind of just, uh, you know, um, uh, sums it up in a nutshell. For oh, me. And Wags, what happened that next week when the Vikings came to Lambeau Field? I believe we uh, kind of shut them down yeah, and we... advanced in the playoffs. So uh, nice. it wasn't even a, a game. We may, may as not well have not even played that game as far as I'm concerned. It's kind of that, a bye. It was basically a bye. Yeah. I mean, they forced us to go out there for four quarters and the clock ran. But um, <laughs> other than that, it was, uh, you know, it was pretty much just going through the motions as far as I was, uh, as far as I can remember. Yeah, that felt good because we kind of let the Vikes in the playoffs, but uh, we also decided when it was time for them to go home. <laughs> I kind of feel like we just let them in the playoffs because we wanted an easy first round opponent, but maybe <laughs> that's just me. I like it. I like it. So, Dane, this was a lot of fun. This was fun. And I don't know. Do you have a? Do we have any other social uh, posts that we wanted to pull up, or is that pretty much? No, we up? we have some other folks uh, just commenting that they're excited to see uh, the Packers beat the Vikes this week. Uh, a lot of folks saying go Paco. A lot of folks just um, saying you know just uh, keep winning football games. And so not as many questions, but certainly a ton of excitement on our social media uh, and uh, in uh, Packer Nation in general after that impressive Week One victory by the defense. Yeah, absolutely. So again, feel free to call Cheesehead Soundhop Hotline. Uh, if you missed a number at the top, it's 608-285-2128. Uh, if you don't uh, remember to write it down or program it into your phone, just go on to our Facebook page or one of our uh, Instagram or Twitter pages. Yeah. We'll have it up there for you so you can find us and call it any time. We want to hear your reaction. We want your takes. It's a lot of fun. We love hearing from you. Um, and uh, I think that pretty much does it. Looking forward to Sunday. Hopefully we can uh, get off to that 2-0 start, and uh, 2-0 against the division opponents would be significant to start off the season, wouldn't it, Dana? It sure would be, especially against these two. I, uh, the, the Bears and the Vikings, two very talented football teams. But, I mean, this is going to be a war of attrition this year in the NFC North. There's no doubt about it. Uh, we've got some um, hard-nosed defenses in this uh, in this division between the Vikes and the Bears, and of course the Packers. Um, really talented division. Some 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 really good football that's going to be played throughout the year. But uh, whichever team uh, makes it through and wins the North, and I and I'm really confident it can be the Packers. They are going to be tested and ready to go for a playoff time. So um, I'm just really excited. And this time of year. Is there anything better? There maybe the only thing better than uh, the opening game at Lambeau Field is um, a playoff atmosphere at Lambeau Field, but the excitement is unmatched uh, come game day on Sunday. And I know Green Bay in the state of Wisconsin has been waiting a long time to get the bad taste of last season out of their mouths, and um, it's go time now. Yeah, and I think we're going to see some offensive fireworks. I, it mm -hmm. could be a, a hard-fought game and a close game, but um, I think we're going to see some wrinkles. I'm, I'm expecting uh, to see a, a big performance from our wide receivers this week. Um, and uh, from Aaron, and I think we're going to see a few new wrinkles, and uh, I, those running games or those running yards might be pretty tough to come by, but um, I think we're going to put a few points up on the board. This is a tough Vikings defense, 
but um, uh, I'm going to go ahead and predict the over uh, for this game. I think it's a 43 and a half. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to see a 10 to 3 game this week. But uh, I really like our chances, and uh, I'm going to predict that the Packers prevail, and uh, I, I am ready to go. So, Dane, do you have any other predictions for the game? Well, I, we've got some good news here on a Friday night uh, when, as we record, but uh, you know, I know that you'll be listening uh, likely on Saturday or Sunday morning. Um, David Bakhtiari, who missed practice earlier in the week, he practiced. He's expected to play football. Also, the Packer defensive backs are all at full health. So... Talk about uh, having everybody at your disposal. I know Oren Burks is out uh, this week again, as expected. It sounds like Darius Shepard is going to be out again with that hamstring injury. So we're going to have to wait another week um, or potentially a little bit longer uh, to um, to see his debut because I think we both have high hopes for what Darius can do for us in the return game and also potentially in the offensive side of the football. Um, but... I expect us to win this football game. I think you're right, Wags. It's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a close game. Uh, It's going to be a battle. But I also expect the Packers to be able to pull off some chunk plays. There's some injuries in the Vikings' defensive backfield. Aaron Rodgers is very opportunistic with the offensive line at full strength. I think we're going to be able to run the ball enough. And I think that, again, in Week 2, we're probably going to see some plays out of MVS. I think Geronimo's getting mixed in. And Devontae Adams rarely has two... um, two games in a row where he's not reaching 50 yards or more. I think Devontae's about to break out in week two. Yeah, I am really looking forward to it. I'm all pumped up now. Um, So I I think that pretty much does it. Thank you all so much for calling in, for your comments. Um, That was a lot of fun. So So I hope we can do it again uh, soon. Uh, If not next week, we'll be doing it soon. So uh, contact us, keep engaging with us. And go pack go. Go pack go.